Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Forum Podcast. We are a collective of Reformation-minded Christians who care about doctrine and the local church. My name is Dan Sardinas, and I'm here with my brothers once again. Let's do a quick introduction in case this is the first time you're watching or listening. I am Sean Otto. I am Pilgrim Benham. And I am Nick Potts. Awesome. And we're just four of the guys from the Gospel Forum. Uh, we're like-minded guys in the local Sarasota, Manatee, Florida area. And uh, it's been an exciting time to be together and to dive into these topics. If you want to know more about the Gospel Forum, go to our website, thegospelforum.com, where you'll find a whole host of blog articles and podcast episodes. And uh, make sure to subscribe to us either on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up with the latest and greatest news. But guys, we're coming off the heels of our first ever conference. We hosted it at Bethel Mennonite Church on November the 12th, and it was called the Sound Men's Conference. If you missed that conference, all those episodes are available now on YouTube and on our podcast stream, so make sure to go back and listen to them. But what did you think? How did everything go? What are your thoughts? Great day. Beautiful weather. We were out under a pavilion. It was wonderful. Florida in November. Oh, gorgeous. I say, and that breeze coming in, too, Uh, which is... Hit the right nice. Spot. We yeah. had what a hundred and so guys right that were there. I think we had a hundred and five registrations. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And that's right where we wanted to be. We had prayed yep. and said we'd love the target to be a hundred yeah. men. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I thought you yeah. guys did a phenomenal job teaching. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Well, I missed your session. You were the last session. I missed it because a gentleman I knew from many years ago uh, in ministry pulled me aside and had some things to oh, kind of wow. confess and repent um, wow. and uh, it was pretty neat we got to pray together but, so I missed your whole oh, so wow. I just have to listen you, to you can go back well, Pilgrim, you can go it. back on the YouTube channel unfortunately it is available yeah, so. that's right uh, that's right good news and, uh, but the feedback I got from everyone was just yeah. it was uh, uh, it wasn't long enough they wanted to yeah. have longer sessions and more of it Food yeah. was great. Cornhole was fun. Yes. And I think we have registration. Three out three basketball, too. Yeah. Registration's open for next year. Correct. Yeah, yeah, next year we already have the registrations open. And Pilgrim, tell us a little bit more about that. We have the date. We don't have any details yet as far as pricing or necessarily um, uh, what the conference will be about. But you yeah. can sign up now. We don't have the theme or details yet, but uh, and the date may fluctuate, yeah. but... For now, and the name will change as well, <laughs> but for now, soundmenscompress.com, you can get a jump on next this next year's registration for 2023. So that'll yeah. be in yeah. November. November 23. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't somebody say, uh, just make it like a gospel forum conference, like just an overall theme? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we've I got some like other that. yeah, we've got some other exciting things. Uh, we're probably not ready to announce yet, but all I know is that we had a lot of ladies from Northwest Baptist <laughs> upset they could not come to the yeah. Sound Men's yeah, Conference. Yeah, there's a couple ladies that told me that. Yeah, uh, they're so, like, "Why can't I go?" It's like, "Well, you're not a man." <laughs> <laughs> ladies, stay tuned. Uh, you will be included in something in the future, and uh, it'll be our pleasure to host everyone at a gospel forum conference for men and women. All right. Yeah. So good. So that's, those are the details. If you want to check out more information about that. Now there's only two of us that are sanctified in this room, wearing our <laughs> gospel forum shirts <laughs> for the gospel forum podcast. Wow. And, I, and I we're feel, the first time I've not worn mine and first time Pilgrim has worn yours. Yeah. I think <laughs> we've true. been together. So we can't get everyone wow. to wear their shirt. Oh, in all fairness, I just wore mine the other day to do yard work. 
So, oh, um, well, you were evangelizing in so the I was, yes, I was. Okay. Well, I have shirts that I use for yard work, and they're not shirts I typically wear. I, I was I was trying to let my neighbors know uh, about the gospel uh, forum, nice. but I didn't think you guys wanted to smell it. Oh, yeah. okay. So I didn't oh, wear that's it. Fair. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah, it was. <laughs> not good. Well, after a long time, we're back in the beautiful office at oh, Northwest Baptist it Church. It is beautiful, right? With this Indeed. beautiful. Indeed background behind us with all these books I have not all read yet but <laughs> they're all here so thank you guys for driving out to Northwest Baptist I know it's a hike for for some of y'all so good well let's get into our main topic of the day we are going to continue our series in the Ordo Salutis and today we come to the doctrine of the perseverance of the saints or some even may call it preservation of the saints and Pilgrim let's just start there um, why do some prefer the term preservation maybe over the term perseverance? I think in the end, people are talking the same thing, but, but one word might imply something more clearer. And help sure. us understand that. Well, we, to set this up, when we're talking about the Ordo Salutis, the order of salvation, we're, we're always going to come to this uh, spot where we say, okay, persevering to the end. The believer who will be in Christ through that sanctification process until death. Mm. And so that naturally brings up the question, well, if I'm saved once, am I always saved? Or the mm-hmm. phrase is once saved, always saved. Right. And it's usually used in a despairing way. Like you're telling me yeah. that my eight-year-old uh, nephew who prayed a prayer and now is not walking with Christ uh, 25 years later, that he's still a believer. And so that's why some people will use preservation versus perseverance because mm-hmm. uh, perseverance makes it man-centered. It puts the emphasis on, on mm-hmm. our ability to persevere and hold on. And there is an aspect to that. Mm-hmm. But I like preservation, and, and other <clears throat> scholars use that term that speaks. It gives us more of the perspective of we are preserved by God. Jude uh, says there multiple times mm-hmm. that we're, that we're to keep ourselves in the love of God, but we're beloved who are kept by God. So yeah. uh, over and above all of our good works and our obedience and our submission to Christ, over and above all that, is that we are preserved in Him. And we'll unpack some scripture. And that's the key. The key is when we understand this. and. Whether you use perseverance or preservation, what I want to know at the end, no matter what word you use, is who do you think does the persevering and who does the preservation? Because if it is you who does it, then ultimately you're telling me that you can keep yourself saved, Mm -hmm. right? And that's almost like a picture of, and some people have this picture, um, and I think it's very detrimental to a lot of spiritual health, is that our salvation is based on us reaching up to God. Mm And it's dependent on us reaching up high and holding on as long as we can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But really what we see in the scriptures is just the opposite. Because we could never reach high enough, and we can never hold on long enough. Right. And if it were up to us to hold on and reach up, then we would eventually let go, and we would all go to hell, right? Because mm-hmm. we could never keep ourselves in that mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. But it is God who reaches down when we can't reach sure. up. And it is God who holds da- holds on to us, Um like we could never hold on to him. And so, yeah. bottom line, it's God who does the persevering to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone yeah. said if you could lose your salvation, you would. That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, it, and I really enjoy the one song by uh, Sovereign Grace, uh, Cling to Christ, uh, because, you know, it. the whole song, you know, is commanding, you know, like, I, I will cling to Christ. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, not only commanding us to do it, but also saying that mm-hmm. this is what I need to do. I need to cling to Christ. Yeah. But then the bridge comes in and says, but all my hope and peace is not, uh, is that you cling to me, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that, um, 
sure, you know, like I may, I may be reaching up and holding on to yeah. God, but the weight of the world may be dragging me down and slipping my grip. But yet yeah. he, the all powerful almighty God is the one holding on to yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also if we're going to mention songs, uh, he will hold me fast uh, yeah. by the Getty. Yeah. Yeah. Very popular song for, um, here at Northwest. Um, he will not let my soul be lost. Yeah. He will hold me fast. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful mm-hmm. lyrics there. Mm-hmm. Again, he will not let me be lost. No, yeah. Not I won't let me be lost. Yeah. You know, right. So that's very, very key. Yeah. So basically what we're talking about is we bring this into the context of the Ordo Salutis, right? Mm-hmm. So we began with the doctrine of election. And basically what this doctrine of preservation is saying is that essentially what God begins he makes sure he brings to completion. Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, scriptural. Yeah. <laughs> what God starts, he finishes. Sure. Uh, if we didn't start our salvation, then we can't continue our salvation, right? Yeah. And uh, that's very, very key to understanding sure. all that. So, again, we want this to be a biblical discussion. And mm-hmm. so we want all of our points to emerge from Scripture. But first, maybe let's tackle some of the misconceptions, Pilgrim already mentioned it mm-hmm. quickly, the one saved, always saved, that comes as an attack on this doctrine, mm-hmm. right? One saved, always saved. Now, of course, that is true. If you've been genuinely saved by Christ and you have been become born again, you mm-hmm. will persevere to the end. That's what we're saying. But what doesn't it mean, Sean? Like, what doesn't it mean? What do people imply when they say yeah. say that well when it's used in a disparaging kind of way what folks often think of is here here's a person who walked the aisle or raised a hand signed a card and now they're living like a heathen and the accusation then against reform folks is well you would say he's still saved uh, we would say no it's it's it, there's there's evidence of faith in a person who continues uh, to be saved and to be held by Christ. And so we definitely want to dismiss that mm-hmm. uh, part of it. I, and I think that's probably what I hear most often when right. I hear about once saved, always saved in that form. Like it's a license to live anywhere yeah, you a want license, because you're going to go to yeah. heaven anyway. Right. right. And, and it's not that. It's yeah. clearly not that. And the scripture sure. has a lot to say that. Romans <laughs> 6, you know, how should right. we continue in sin? And I I think you go back to the the episode we did before on sanctification. Yeah. A believer's yeah. being sanctified. He's being changed into the image of Christ. And so someone who's living as a heathen, we can't give any assurance that they were truly saved. Yeah. And see, there's implications with uh, with how we present the gospel and how we invoke a response. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was just reading a, a, a thread this morning on Twitter, a uh, pastor just kind of confronting this this idea of, of pushing for emotional decisions, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a church gathering. And what that invokes is that, you know, you've got someone who was was manipulated or was emotionally stirred. And so they, they raise their hand, repeat this prayer, and then they just go out and... Um, we, you know, not we, but a lot of modern churches are very excited about those public professions. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the public profession of faith in the scripture? It's baptism. Baptism. Mm-hmm. It, it's yeah. it's saying this is the visible, you know, proof right. for the most part. Yeah. And that's why, again, we don't do spontaneous baptisms. Mm-hmm. You know, we, yeah. we ensure for the most of our ability there has been conversion. So I think there's big implications, you know, if it's just, mm-hmm. hey, don't no one look, no, no one open your eyes. With no heads looking around, <laughs> just between you and the Lord and me, uh, slip that hand up and, oh, well, let me give you the assurance of your salvation. I think that's right. really dangerous, actually. Yeah. Extremely and, dangerous. And, and I think Sean uh, pointed something out, like, um, 
if we look at this doctrine or each of these in and of themselves, that's where you get dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But looking at justification apart from sanctification, as well as the uh, perseverance or preservation of the saints, Mm -hmm. apart from sanctification, that's where it gets dangerous. No, like justification begins sanctification. Right. And the perseverance and preservation of the saints is the end and then glorification as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's next episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, well, but, preservation, but all... yeah. justification begins the race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perseverance <clears throat> keeps you strengthened on the race to yeah. make sure that you cross the finish line, and that's yeah. glorification. Yeah. Which is the next episode. So, <laughs> exactly. in two weeks, we'll listen to that one. <laughs> but right. perseverance doesn't make sense without adoption. It right? de- no, it doesn't. So, I, I can't uh, divorce myself from persevering to the end. You know, if I'm suddenly thinking, oh, I'm not, I'm not truly a child of God. No, if I'm adopted in the family, right. I'm gonna like God. Yeah, essentially, in. for someone to lose their salvation is saying that God disowned me. Right. Like God brought me in, His love changed for me, His decision changed, which means God's not very immutable, then is He? Well, yeah. well, let's let's add a further complication to that. If in salvation we are united to Christ, then one of two things happens: you then become broken off from Christ, which um, Scripture is actually explicitly clear against that. Mm-hmm. Or two, uh, which would be actually a blasphemous statement, would be to say that Christ loses his salvation. Or that what Christ did wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So or that God was imperfectly pleased in the atonement. Yeah. yeah. So, so, let me, so let me throw this question out to you guys. So what do you say to the person who has the, the <clears throat> cousin, the aunt, the nephew, whatever, who seemingly made an authentic profession of faith, walked for a while, but then later turned and now seems to have abandoned the faith. What do you say to that person? I I would say very caringly and lovingly Mm -hmm. that I also have family members and friends and people I have seen in my ministry experience over 23 years that have, I've seen that firsthand. Mm -hmm. You know, they were in Sunday school. They were maybe even a church, you know, a church member, maybe very involved. And then all of a sudden they just walk Mm -hmm. away. Like it was just a phase they went through. And what I would say is that they probably were never genuinely born again to begin with. Mm -hmm. Also, a profession of faith doesn't save anybody. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, anyone can profess. Mm -hmm. Anyone can make a, a statement Right, and that we're not told a profession of faith mm-hmm. makes. What we're told is a belief in Christ, right mm-hmm. alone, of saving faith in Christ is what saves us. Mm-hmm. That's what brings justification, and so, um, and I think it goes back to weak doctrine in a lot of our churches, or mm-hmm. easy believism, or trying to get people signed up, or to inflate our numbers. And a lot of mega churches do this. So, especially on Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. we had thirteen hundred people saved and baptized this Sunday. And sure. It's like, okay, well, if it's genuine, then praise God. Right. But right. did you just give 1,300 or at least at least 1,100 of those people a false assurance? Sure. Yeah. And sure. now they're literally going to go to hell thinking they're saved because you've deceived them to thinking they're saved mm-hmm. yeah. when they're really not. And so what the I would bat- say... The baptism number is always lower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, there's no discipleship afterwards. Those people mm-hmm. don't come in the weeks after that. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they do, it's a, maybe a Sunday or two, and then they say... You know, whatever. So I would say um, that it comes down to that they were never genuinely saved. And the Apostle John actually addresses this in his first epistle, uh, 1 John chapter 2, 
you know, John was writing there to uh, the believers there, explaining why those who began with them never continued with them. Mm -hmm. And this is what John says. They went out from us, Mm -hmm. but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they are not all of us. And that's John's explanation, that they were never truly within the family of God. Mm -hmm. They may have said the right things, but saying the right things needs to be connected with believing the right things. Mm -hmm. And because it's the belief here, because even the devils believe Mm -hmm. and tremble, right? right? They, They even know the truth. They even may... But they don't believe the truth, right? Mm-hmm. There's no saving yeah. faith there. And so that's what I would say sure. is examine your heart. What are you placing your trust and faith in? Um, is it because you filled out a card or you walked an aisle or you repeated mm-hmm. a prayer someone said? None of those things were commanded to do to be saved. Mm-hmm. You know, Have you believed in the Lord Jesus? And has that belief shown itself in fruit of repentance? Because mm-hmm. that is where the proof will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so I, I would say, um, you know, to tag on that is, so what what would we do if we know somebody like that? Well, then, mm-hmm. uh, you see two examples, uh, actually really good examples in Scripture. You see the example of Peter, and you see the example of Judas. Mm-hmm. Judas says that he was a son of perdition from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So... All that time that he followed Jesus, that he went out and preached even, mm. and did miracles. Mm. Um, he was a son of perdition from the beginning. And then you have Peter. Jesus said, you're going to deny me. Mm. And Peter's like, no, 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 I'm not. No, you are going to deny me, but don't worry. I have prayed for you. Satan has asked to mm-hmm. sift right. you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. So one, that actually tells us, that our salvation is not contingent even upon our ongoing faith necessarily. Our salvation is actually contingent upon the prayers of Jesus, Mm -hmm. which is actually what Hebrews 9 Mm -hmm. tells us, that he intercedes for us. He lives to make intercession. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So so you have Judas's and then you have Peter's. So then the question is, is like, you know, your your (laughs) eight-year-old nephew that uh, made a profession of faith, but 25 years later isn't uh, walking in the Lord. The question is, is, is he a Judas or is he a Peter? And here's the, here's the best answer. I have no yeah. idea. Right. No. But what do they need? The gospel. Give them yeah. the gospel. Regardless if they're Judas or Peter, they need the gospel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Period. Right. right. So, I, yeah, I think it comes from a weak understanding of conversion, you know, yes. which we talked about. Um, what is it? What is it that truly saves a person, mm-hmm. or what makes a person truly a Christian? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, th- I think that's why we have scores of people walking away, and then a belief thinking, "Well, they lost it." Yeah. You know, no, it's just yeah. they never had it. You yeah. can't lose yeah. something you never had to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so, but what are some uh, biblical proofs of this? preservation that we're talking about like where would you take people in the scriptures to say that this is a promise of god this is something that god has done uh nick just told us about the peter and judas jesus praying for peter what, what's something else you would you would throw out there i would throw out john 10 it's one of okay. my favorites so john 10 27 starts off by saying my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me 
I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Mm. So there's a wonderful verse of assurance that we're being kept in the Father's hand uh, and no one can snatch us out. And I would suggest that the no one includes the believer himself. Yeah, I was just about to bring that up. (laughs) What about Uh, me? I could jump out of his hand. Right, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that would would destroy every bit of assurance that Jesus is trying to give there, uh, if that's possible. Never perish. Never perish. Eternal Not they might not perish. Yeah. If they they can... Right. They will never perish. Yeah. That's a, that's evidence. Why? Because right. they hear his voice and they are his sheep. Yep. Yep. Period. Exactly. Very good. That's a great one, Sean. I love that one. Yeah. yeah. What's another one, guys? Well, while we're in John, uh, John chapter 6 would be the go-to one. And this was really, guys, this was the verse that uh, you said Romans 9 is the hammer for you. Uh, John 6. Um, John says 6 for me, too. Was really the, the turning point for me to say, okay, wait a minute. Uh, there's something that God is doing here, that yeah. Christ is doing, mm-hmm. that uh, that negates my human uh, energy and effort. Mm-hmm. And so you guys, some of you know, I'm, my background is Calvary Chapel and Arminian. Uh, mm-hmm. They would say, we're balanced between Calvinism and Arminianism, but they're not. <laughs> and so John um, 6.37 mm-hmm. um, says, I'll just read it from your screen. Okay. All that the Father gives me will come to me. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So there's assurance there. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he's given me, but raise it up on the last day. Mm -hmm. Uh, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So we know that first part, who believes in him has eternal life. Yeah. But then there's that assurance of not only will I not lose anyone that has been given to me, but I will also raise him up on the mm-hmm. last day. Yeah, and I don't think we can say that those are two different hymns there. Right. I, I know it sounds a, it's a weird way of putting it, but it's uh, anyone, uh, him who should uh, is given eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Like, right. is, that, is that him... Like group A, and then him is subgroup A. Like it, it, no A minus the few that walked away. Right. No, because no, it's, it's, it's rooted in all who come to me. Yeah, right? and whoever comes to me, I'll never cast out. And so there you go. The doctrine of preservation is rooted where the doctrine of election. election. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. So this is where you have to say the doctrine of election, which began before time began. And if you missed that episode, go back in our Ordo Saluta series, and you'll see. So again, all of this is tied together. If you're going to say that we don't persevere to the end, then you have to ask the question, then did God really choose me before time began? And if I don't persevere to the end, then what does that say about God? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, what is interesting about that passage, it actually says that we belong to the Father before we come to the Son, but that's on election. So (laughs) All the Father gives me. And Jesus says here that this is his whole mission. Is Mm -hmm. what? To come down from heaven to do the will of him who sent me, which is what? Gather the elect. To call the elect, to come for his bride. And he would lose nothing of all that he has given me. I mean, guys, how clear can that be? (laughs) He's not going to lose one. Lose who? All that the Father has given him. So again, election guarantees our salvation. Perseverance is the assurance that election will continue. Right? And 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 I will raise him up on the last day, which is what? There's the finish line. Yeah. Right? There's new heavens, new earth, glorification. You, who this is a guaranteed for all who 
truly, genuinely believe in the Lord Jesus. Yeah, and, you know, someone might say, well, what about Judas? Didn't he lose Judas? Well, I can't remember if it's John 6 or John 17. Um, Similar language in both. Uh, But he says, I I lost none of them except the one who was the son of perdition from the beginning. That's where that language comes right, from. Right. Uh, so he didn't lose him because he was he was not given to him by the father. Exactly. Right. So then then it just brings us back to step one. Who all was actually lost? Right. Well, none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. right. Another, uh, the first verse that we ever uh, taught at our church um, first Sunday was Philippians 1.6. Oh, love that one. And, uh, and well, Sean, do you know what it is? Yeah, well, I've got it open. I, because I, it says... I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And I would say the same thing. It's not a maybe, not a might. He will bring it to completion. Yeah. I actually have that one starred, which I don't star a lot, but that one is starred in my yeah. Bible. <laughs> and, and people abuse this verse. They miss mm. out of context. Mm-hmm. Like it's an inspirational, yeah. put it on a coffee cup or a right. poster. Like, you know, like God God made you to be great. You be great. And he's going to finish what he's going to yeah. do. Yeah. No, this is talking about our salvation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say even worse, like they'll look at like various ministries that they're involved in. It's like God started it and God's No, 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 no. The you con- started yeah. it. <laughs> con- the context is yes. our salvation. And yeah, I'm exactly. sure of this, Paul says. Convinced in other translations. Yeah. I'm sure this is convinced. Yeah. He who began, mm-hmm. which tells you, again, where does it go back? It goes yeah. back to election. Yep. Goes back to predestination. Yeah. He will bring it to completion. Right. Yep. right. Yeah, we so. talk about how we're we're uh, we've been we've been saved uh, for good works, which God prepared in advance mm-hmm. for us to do. Here it says that God has done a good work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. began that good work in that work of, of the Ordo Salutis, the the salvation that we have. Uh, he'll complete it. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think the one passage that really convinces uh, me uh, a lot is uh, Romans eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we talk about the the golden chain and you know we've brought that up multiple times through this series uh but what does it say immediately afterward uh you know certainly it says you know uh those whom he called he also justified and those whom he justified he also glorified mm-hmm. there's no broken link in that chain right. so there's perseverance there. there's no clause there's no escape clause yeah there. exactly <laughs> um yeah but just keep reading uh the next few verses it says what shall we say to these things? What things? The things that he just said. Right. Um, if God is for us, who can be against us? Right. Um, he's saying like, there is no higher authority than God. Mm-hmm. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also uh, with him graciously give us all things? Uh, who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Again, if God is the highest judge, there is no higher authority that can oppose him. It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Again, bringing it back to intercession that was brought up. Um, Who shall separate us from the love of uh, Christ? And then, you know, it goes into that beautiful discussion. But again, um, all these things that are being talked about when he says, yeah, you know, what then shall uh, we say to these things? It's not just the golden chain. It's the entirety of chapter 8. You know, and chapter 8 starts off, therefore uh, now uh, no, con- there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he goes into this elaborate discussion that is not 
just you that's being renewed, but it's the entire cosmos. Mm -hmm. It is all creation that cries out and groans waiting for the mm -hmm. sons of God to be mm -hmm. glorified and manifest. That's another great one too, Romans 8, 1. For yeah. there is now no condemnation yeah. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Right. So the purpose of there, that being now is that not that, well, maybe tomorrow you will have be condemned, but no, it's not like salvation is not a future reality. Salvation is a now reality. I have yeah. eternal life now. I possess yeah. eternal life now. And that means no condemnation. Mm -hmm. Not that I might be condemned tomorrow if I don't continue here. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, the Calvinists have tulips, but the Armenians have daisies. He loves me. He loves me. <laughs> he, loves me he loves me not. Oh. Well, another good verse is Ephesians 1, uh, 13 and 14. Yes. Yeah. Um, Love it. Paul says in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Yeah. So we've been sealed until the day of redemption. Uh, and, mm -hmm. you know, we, he says, we... We, it's a guarantee until we acquire possession of it. Yeah, and the word guarantee there is um, is like a it's an earnest money deposit. Like when you sign a contract on your home, mm -hmm. you know, on a new home, you put it down at an earnest money deposit, basically telling this the seller, "I'm serious about this, mm -hmm. right? So I'm serious about this. So here's um, here's some money, and if I back out of the contract, then I lose that, and you get to keep it." Yeah. This is exactly the same word that's used. Yeah. And what is our earnest money deposit for our salvation? It is the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy that's Spirit. That's a pretty good that's deposit. Pretty good <laughs> deposit. <laughs> Having the Holy Spirit is the assurance and the guarantee that he who began a good work mm -hmm. will complete it. Why? Because mm -hmm. yeah. I now have him indwelling me, yeah. right? And, you know, giving me assurance, you know, sanctifying me, right. um, encouraging me. Being that counselor, the advocate, the um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, what, what's interesting is when we keep reading Ephesians one, it talks about how we are seated in the heavenly places with Him, mm -hmm. uh, that we are heirs, and that's again Paul's point also in Romans eight, like all of these things are interconnected. That you are now seated with Christ as heirs in the <laughs> heavenly places, uh, and to say that. You are now seated with, seated with Christ in the heavenly places as heirs, but then tomorrow you could be pulled out of heaven, off of the heavenly realm, out of the heavenly realms, no longer. Like that's that creates chaos. Yeah. Um, not to mention like uh, inner trinitarian like complications that you create. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? Speaking of the Trinity, so think about this: if if I can lose my salvation then I am now rejecting what the Father has said, what Jesus has testified about the Father in John 6 and 10, that he, he, all the Father gives me will come to me. So now we're, we're saying that that's not true. The Father will not truly. We're also saying that the Son, that Romans 8 says nothing can separate us from the, the Son's love. Now something can separate us. So we're calling Jesus a liar. And then we're essentially saying the Holy Spirit can un can unseal us mm -hmm. yeah. and so the whole godhead is wrapped up in this and we're basically rejecting if we mm -hmm. say i can lose my salvation mm -hmm. we're rejecting not logic but 
the God of the scriptures. Or worse, that the Spirit's guarantee is not sufficient. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or that when Christ prays to the Father to keep us, that the Father rejects the Son's prayers. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it it makes Jesus very... An insufficient savior, right. which is which is unbelievable. And you know, I would just maybe throw this out as we're kind of getting close to the end of this podcast. But um, what a wonderful doctrine to be able to uh, give to folks. And I'm thinking especially of older folks uh, who sometimes uh, Satan doesn't give up. He's going to tempt people to the end. And one of the things I encounter often is older folks saying. I, I'm wrestling with doubt. I'm wrestling with assurance of my salvation. And what wonderful truths we've come back to today to show the preservation uh, of the saints by God himself. Yeah. And so uh, to use that in ministry is, is powerful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it could be abuse, you know, of giving course. someone a false assurance uh, right. who is never a believer. But right. this is why we just must go to the scriptures, have a right. proper understanding of the gospel, conversion, That'll answer a lot of those questions, right. and uh, and understanding when people uh, do walk away because it yeah. will happen. Uh, and the Lord even said it. There'll be many people in that day who said to me, "What? Yeah. Lord, Lord, you know, um, I've done this, I've done that." He says, "I never knew never, you." There's, never knew you. There are right. people who think they're in and they're not. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and the sad part about like that passage there is. They make a profession, but where does their trust lie? Yeah. It's in their works. Yeah. Because when he says, uh, on that day to me, you will say, uh, it doesn't say, but Lord, I put my faith, hope, and trust in you. No, it says, Lord, did we not do these things? Cast out demons. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So where, where did their ultimate hope lie? Right. In their right. works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and honestly, like mm-hmm. that's if we're going to talk you know, pastorally, you know, I made it a point at the men's conference. I'm the only pastor, non-pastor in the gospel forum. So uh, maybe I should fix that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but the pastoral point there is, um, one, don't look to your works even for your assurance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, you know, I'm doing better today than I was 10 years ago. Hey, that's a great thing. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. But don't look there. Mm-hmm. Look to look to your Savior, mm-hmm. whose work is finished. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd say to add to that, those who are persevering to the end are those who are obeying. They are those who, in Revelation, yeah. are conquering. Yes, right. they're those who are being obedient. They're you know. So you have in in First John, you have that the witness that he talks about, right. having testified to the truth if we're of the truth. But then there's that witness, yeah. you know, exactly. to use yeah. a bad term. And that we, and, we stay with the church. We stay with the Lord and walk yeah. with them. Yeah, and that and that obedience. I mean, Jesus says, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you love me, you'll do what I say. Yeah. You know what I mean, not Absolutely. you don't you know love you don't do what I say in order to love me, but because yeah. you love me, you will do this, and that's the proof that you whether you're in or not. Agreed. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Uh, you know, and then to add you know another cog to that wheel, it's not that you know I'm sitting here and saying, okay, I need to love Jesus more. Let me go look at the list of commandments. I need to go do this, go do this, go do this. No, I need to sit and say, Lord, I love you. Um, I'm willing to do these things. Yeah, And and because of your fervent love for him, mm-hmm. these things are just like, if I'm observing your life, you're just doing it. It's not like you're going through the day checking off everything. No, 
you're just loving Christ mm. and these things flow from yeah. you. So mm. my observation is that you are obeying the commandments, yeah. not because you're pursuing the commandments, but because you're pursuing Christ. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, good guys. Great discussion. I love it. Uh, love, uh, love where that went and the scriptures that we used. If you have any questions for us, let us know. Definitely. Uh, if something we didn't answer, something was confusing. Email us at pilgrim at Calvary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pilgrim at what's your email? Calvaryshoreline.com. Calvaryshoreline.com. Well, do and you, you have a place, gospel forum email? Yes, but that comes to me. I don't. Want that. <laughs> <laughs> I said any questions. Any, any complaints sent to him? Any questions sent to the gospel forum? Any, any compliments or uh, donations? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Pilgrim, you had some, a way to close us today with a fun segment? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. We, we sometimes will give extra resource recommendations. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on Christmas season, <laughs> Advent, uh, just a glorious time, everyone's favorite time of the year, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, and so we just want to mention, um, what are some good Christmas resources? Maybe a book, maybe it's a, a, a song. And I just want to throw out one song that we've been singing. It's not necessarily Christmas, Um but, you know, O Come All You Faithful, mm-hmm. um, there's a song that was recently written called O Come All You Unfaithful. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's just a, a great, um, great song. It can be sung any time of year, but yeah. Yeah. that's one I'd recommend. Yeah, there, there's a line in there that just, like, gets me, like, uh, come all you barren and waiting ones, uh, weary of praying. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you, like, how many times, like, just in my own Christian walk that, like, like you've been praying for something over and over and over and then it's like lord will you just is the answer no uh but come come to christ uh his his yoke is easy and his burden is light mm-hmm. so yeah I, I love that song mm-hmm. very good yeah i guess uh i would say uh, john piper has written some good advent devotionals um, they're even f- available for free, the PDF versions, I believe, on desiringgod.org. Uh, and uh, one of them is called Good News of Great Joy. Uh, takes you through the month of December leading up to Christmas. I would definitely check that out by John Piper. Yeah. And uh, forgive me for forgetting the name. Dan, you wrote the book. We used Dan's Advent book last year in my family devotions and loved it. It's right behind Re- you. What's the name of it? Remind me. It's right behind you. Right there. Grab oh, it. Which, oh, there you go. The one. I should have remembered this. The one. Uh, wonderful. My kids enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. Thank you, Dan, yeah. for making this. Uh, Everyone enjoyed available. it but Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, that's, that's not what Micah said in the group chat. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, well, we were going we to make that our book of the month recommendation for our church. We do that every month. And, uh, and we have so many copies of the two that I just said, let's just wait and we'll put <laughs> 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 it in April. Oh, wow. There we go. There wow. we go. Um, Paul Tripp wrote one, and I'm blanking on the name at the moment, but it's uh, it's really good. Um, it's a you know devotional uh, that goes through the uh, the entire. Come, let us adore him. That's it. I was like, I know it's the name of a song, um, but uh, come, let us adore him by Paul David Tripp. Um, it goes through the whole Advent period, but each uh, each day, each devotion. Uh, actually has uh, a couple questions that you can ask during family worship uh, to kind of like prompt like thinking through it. Uh, I I thought that one was really good. Good. Great, guys. Thank you. Well, this has been another episode of the Gospel Forum podcast. Check us out on thegospelforum.com. Subscribe on all the appropriate channels. But until next time, keep Keep on on reforming. reforming.